Good evening, my dear friends and curious souls. Welcome to Mysteries After Dark, a horror podcast. My name, you may wonder. Just think of me as your old grandpa, spinning tales from a time long gone, and some from not-so-distant past. In my younger days, my grandkids would crowd around me, their eyes wide in anticipation or fear, eager for the evening's gruesome tales. Now I extend this tradition, this gift, to you. So pull up a chair, stoke that fireside, and let the shadows dance on every corner of the room. Let's journey together into the heart of darkness, where we unmask the unseen, discover forbidden secrets, and unburden the forgotten tales of the past. So dim the lights, my friends, and let's delve into the mysteries that emerge only after dark on our wonderful, unnerving journey. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, I recall the time I was a 12-year-old kid just exiting the church when my eyes caught something unusual. I was looking towards my mom's office and that's when I first saw him. A figure stood out starkly against the backdrop of the office interior. He had dark hair and his attire was notably distinct, a white shirt coupled with black pants and to top it off quite literally was a black top hat. The moment was fleeting. I blinked and he vanished into thin air. Bewildered, I rushed to tell my mother about this strange apparition, but she was as confounded as I was, offering no explanation. Four years whisked by in the blink of an eye and there I was, a 16-year-old standing in my bedroom getting ready for bed. The house was quiet except for the distant sound of the television from where my mom was seated in the living room. As I glanced casually towards the bathroom, chills ran down my spine. He was there again. This time, I could discern more details. A stature between 6 Marned and 6-3. Short black hair neatly tucked under the same top hat. A white shirt with elaborate ruffles at the front. Black pants and sturdy black boots. Panic surged through me as I realized I was half-dressed. My scream shattered the silence, and in moments, my mom was by my side, anxiously trying to understand what had frightened me so. Gasping for breath, I told her about the man in the bathroom. With a calmness that seemed almost otherworldly, she ushered me into the living room and soothed my frazzled nerves. She assured me we were alone, even going to the lengths of searching the entire house with me in tow to prove it was empty. As we discussed what had just happened, my mom proposed a theory that perhaps this figure was some kind of guardian angel. But there's more to my story, another mysterious figure that would make an appearance. It happened one day in the kitchen. I had just grabbed a jug of water and placed it on the counter. I reached for a glass and set it beside the jug, when suddenly, without warning, the lid of the jug exploded off, soared to the ceiling, and then clattered back down next to the jug. Fear enveloped me as I felt an unmistakable sensation of being watched. When I turned around, there he was, another man distinctly different from the first. He had blonde hair and eyes as blue as a clear sky. His attire transported me to another era. He was dressed in a Confederate uniform, standing there with an eerie familiarity. Though I can't explain why, 
My instincts took over, and what I did next seemed to diffuse the tension. I don't know who you are or why you're here, I said steadily, trying to mask my fear. You're welcome to stay, but please don't scare me anymore. His response was simple and gentle. Sorry, he uttered before slowly fading from view like a wisp of smoke. This blonde-haired stranger still visits occasionally, but his demeanor has changed. He no longer exudes an air of fright, but rather seems benign. These encounters have left an indelible mark on my life. They've become woven into the fabric of my everyday existence. There is a part of me that is ever watchful, always half expecting to catch a glimpse of these silent watchers out of the corner of my eye. The question that haunts me is whether these experiences are messages from beyond or simply figments of an overactive imagination. Perhaps they are ancestral spirits or guardians as my mother believes, or maybe they are echoes of lives once lived within these walls. I have shared this story with friends and family, with each telling eliciting different theories and explanations. Some suggest researching the history of our home and the land it stands on. Others believe in seeking spiritual guidance or cleansing. Throughout it all, though, one thing remains certain. Whether these figures are mere shadows or spirits with unfinished business, their presence has become a part of my story. I eagerly await your thoughts on these peculiar happenings. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, My initiation into the world of the supernatural began in January, when I took up residence in an aged abode, erected in 1860, now divided into a trio of flats. My partner occupies the central flat, a mere two short staircases and a landing with a window away from mine. He imparted to me a fascinating yet eerie piece of information. Our home is purportedly the haunt of three specters, believed to be remnants of the very first family to claim ownership of the property. Curiosity piqued, we embarked on a quest to unearth the history of our spectral cohabitants. As we delved into the archives, every dusty tome and ancient record strengthened our conviction that these apparitions were indeed members of the original household. Intriguingly, it is whispered that they stir most restlessly from the 3rd to the 16th of May though the significance of these dates remains shrouded in mystery. As for our encounters, they are as varied as they are chilling. There's the visage of a man garbed in Victorian finery, his expression eternally tinged with sorrow, who frequents the landing's window. We address him in hushed tones, believing him to be Mr. Langborn, whose mortal coil unwound in 1922. His presence is a somber one, yet devoid of malice. Then there's the laughter of a child, which echoes through the hallways, an innocent sound that belies its ghostly source. Mr. Langborn's lineage includes a daughter, taken by death at the tender age of seven, and sightings often include her accompanied by a woman in maid's attire, likely one of the Langborn's domestic staff. Our house, distinguished as the last in a row of terrace houses, once stood as a testament to the affluence of its inhabitants. So famed was our street, then known as Piano Lane, 
for its musical adornments that each residence boasted a piano in what is now my living room. And it is there that we sometimes perceive the ethereal strains of piano music, drifting up to us as we lay in repose in my boyfriend's upper chamber. The phantoms make their presence known in other, more tangible ways. Electrical devices behaving erratically, personal belongings vanishing only to reappear precisely where they were last placed, unexplained footsteps in the dead of night, hollow knocks upon the walls, telephone receivers lifted from their cradles without human intervention, weighty objects toppling over suddenly. Such occurrences seem to intensify whenever we speak of our ghostly co-inhabitants, as if they wish to affirm their silent vigil over us. Though our encounters have been free from malevolence thus far, there is an air of melancholy that clings to the man on the stairs. Perhaps he lingers out of a desire to resolve some unfinished earthly business or to seek release from his spectral bonds. As May approaches, with the third just on the horizon, we've noted an uptick in these otherworldly manifestations. It seems we're in for an eventful month indeed. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, I'm reaching out to you today because I need to share an experience that happened to me, and I'm hoping you can shed some light on what may be occurring. You see, my home isn't just a building. It's a vessel of the past, echoing with the footsteps of those who once inhabited its rooms. It all began innocently enough. I was at home, and in a moment of idle curiosity, I decided to call my house phone from my cell. I wanted to hear my voice through the phone's speaker, as trivial as that sounds. I expected nothing out of the ordinary, just the sound of my own voice being played back to me. But what followed was far from what anyone would call normal. As I picked up the house phone, an eerie, booming laughter erupted from my cell phone speaker. This wasn't any laughter I recognized. It was loud and chilling, laced with a sense of mockery that sent shivers down my spine. In that instant, fear gripped me so tightly that I could hardly think straight. Panic set in, and I did the only thing that came to mind. I called out for my younger sister, desperate for her presence to reassure me that I wasn't losing my mind. We were alone in the house, a daunting thought given the circumstances. Only ten minutes had passed before I found myself frantically searching online for advice on how to protect oneself from a ghostly presence which is how I stumbled upon your podcast. The history of my house is as rich as it is unsettling. Built by my great-grandfather, this place served as a boarding house where many souls have come and gone, some seemingly lingering behind. It's not uncommon for me to hear footsteps pacing back and forth in the attic above, despite it being untouched and unvisited for years. There's a certain weight to the air here one that speaks of untold stories and unseen watchers. Over time, I've tried to dismiss these encounters as figments of an overactive imagination. But the truth is harder to ignore. These occurrences have become a part of my life, even following me in dreams when I lived in my old apartment building. I'm no stranger to the paranormal. It seems to weave itself through the very fabric of my existence, tugging at the edges of my consciousness whether I'm awake 
or asleep. Ghostly visitations and dreams were once a nightly occurrence, each one as vivid and unsettling as the last. Now this laughter over the phone has left me questioning everything. Is it possible that these specters are not confined to the walls of my ancestral home? Could it be that they are somehow attached to me personally? In an attempt to find solace, I've considered accepting these hauntings as a part of life, much like previous generations of my family likely had to do. But is this truly the best course of action? Or am I simply resigning myself to live in fear? Perhaps you're wondering why I haven't left this place if it's so troubled by the paranormal. The truth is that this house is more than just a dwelling. It's a legacy handed down through generations. To abandon it would feel like turning my back on my family's history. Yet here I am, reaching out in hopes of finding some guidance or understanding. The notion of cohabiting with spirits is both fascinating and terrifying. How does one adapt to such a life? Is there a way to create harmony within this haunted space? I'm sharing my story with you and your listeners in search of answers or perhaps just solidarity from those who have experienced similar phenomena. If anyone has insights or can offer advice on how to navigate this spectral coexistence, please reach out. You can contact me at miliaschool at yahoo.com with any information or thoughts you may have. In the meantime, I'll continue seeking ways to understand and possibly coexist with these otherworldly inhabitants. Thank you for taking the time to read about my experiences. I look forward to hearing from you or your listeners soon. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, I'm reaching out because I'm living through events that I can only describe as otherworldly. Incidents so strange and chilling, they've compelled me to share my story with you and your listeners. Let me begin this summer at our Long Island house. It's always been a place of relaxation and family time, but this year it became the setting for something inexplicable. My brother was climbing up to his bunk bed using a rickety old ladder. Just as he reached the top, the ladder gave way beneath him. Panic surged through me as I saw him start to fall backward. But then, something remarkable happened. A gust of wind, strong and sudden, blew through the room. Simultaneously, the heavy wooden dresser he was about to crash into slid back several feet as if pushed by invisible hands. That's when I saw him, a young boy, no older than eight, with piercing blue eyes that seemed to cut right through to my soul. He was there for only a moment, but in that brief glimpse, I felt a connection, an understanding that he had intervened to save my brother. Then just as quickly as he appeared, he vanished. Back at my primary residence, things took an even darker turn. It began with a confrontation at school with a classmate who pulled a knife on me. In the heat of that moment, a dead bird fell from the sky, striking him on the head and giving me the chance to escape. When I got home, still shaking from the encounter, I threw myself onto the couch to try and regain some sense of normalcy. That's when I heard it. The radio that was unplugged started playing Every Breath You Take by the police. But it wasn't playing the song in full. It just kept repeating the line, I'll be watching you over and over again. The occurrences didn't stop there. 
On another occasion, while in the most vulnerable of places, the bathroom, I witnessed another ghostly figure. The curtains around the shower rustled without a breeze to explain their movement. Peering into the tub, I saw him, an elderly man with an intense gaze that seemed to pierce right through me. He spoke in a voice that was both comforting and commanding, I'll protect you. Then, just as I blinked in disbelief, he was gone. But it's not just these two apparitions that haunt my days and nights. The spirit of the little boy isn't always so benign. He plays tricks on me, like grabbing at my ankles from under my bed or making my dolls come to life and walk towards me in the dead of night. When he does this, I've seen the older man intervene, chasing the boy away with a swing of his cane. These experiences have left me torn between gratitude for their protection and terror of their presence. I'm reaching out to you and your audience in hopes of finding some answers, or at least some understanding of what's happening to me. So here I am, penning this letter to you, in search of insights or perhaps shared experiences from others who might have encountered such phenomena. Each incident is etched into my memory, moments of fear mingled with awe, creating a narrative that I never anticipated being part of. I'm aware that these experiences sound fantastical, almost beyond belief, yet they are as real to me as anything I've ever known. I'm not sure what to make of these apparitions. Are they guardian spirits, ghosts trapped in a liminal space, or something else entirely? The truth remains elusive, and with each passing day comes the possibility of another encounter. For now, all I can do is recount these events to you, and hope that someone out there can shed light on these mysterious guardians that seem tied to my existence. Thank you for allowing me to share my story. I eagerly await any thoughts or theories you or your listeners might have. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, In the intense heat of summer, when I was about six years old, my brother and I would escape to an air-conditioned sanctuary to sleep on the floor. We'd fashion a makeshift bed from blankets and pillows, creating a small oasis from the sweltering temperatures of our home. This room, our refuge from the heat, had an eerie atmosphere that seemed to intensify as the night grew darker. A particular feature of this room, its large curtains, always struck me as peculiar, almost as if they concealed something ominous behind their heavy fabric. Each night I spent in that room came with the same terrifying dream. I'd see a figure, human-like but indistinct, lurking behind the curtains. Its presence was menacing, paralyzing me with fear. The details of its appearance have faded over time, like an old photograph left in the sun, but the sheer terror it invoked is as clear in my memory as if it were yesterday. The nightmares would jolt me awake, and in the wake of those terrors, I'd find myself trapped in a state of immobility, unable to cry out or move. One particularly harrowing night began like any other. My brother and I settled into our pallet on the floor, succumbing to sleep's embrace despite my unease. However, this night would prove different, my brother's cries pierced the silence, cries that I knew all too well, 
for they were born from the same nightmare that plagued me. I mustered the strength to rise despite my body's protestations. My mother was already at his side, her comforting presence a stark contrast to the shadow of my fears. My brother was ill, his body convulsing with sobs and sickness. He was a captive audience to his own body's rebellion. I was instructed to return to bed, and it was then that I laid eyes upon it again, the figure behind the curtain. It stared at me with a chilling certainty and pointed directly at me. No words were spoken aloud, yet its message was clear. You're mine. It was at that moment that my makeshift bed transformed into a trap, the sides flying up as if ensnared by invisible hands. Panic surged through me, and with a defiant shout of no, I fought against the force until it relented. As quickly as it had appeared, the figure vanished, leaving me to question the reality of what had just occurred. I spent many nights thereafter pondering whether these experiences were merely the product of a child's overactive imagination or something far more sinister. It wasn't until much later that I learned about demons and malevolent spirits, their lore and their supposed influence on our world. The figure in my nightmares and the dreaded inspired bore a striking resemblance to these tales of darkness. I might have dismissed these incidents as mere childhood nightmares if not for a recent conversation with my brother. Now adults, we found ourselves reminiscing about our old home when he shared his recollection of sleeping in that same room. His experiences mirrored my own, waking up paralyzed, feeling an overwhelming presence. It was a chilling revelation that perhaps what we had experienced wasn't just a figment of our imaginations, but something inexplicable and unnerving. This story has lingered in my mind for years, an uninvited guest that occasionally stirs from slumber to remind me of those frightful nights. The possibility that these events were not isolated nightmares but encounters with something truly malevolent is a thought that I wrestle with to this day. Could it be that my brother and I were in the grasp of something beyond our understanding? Or are these simply memories distorted by time and a child's fear? The answer remains elusive, much like the shadows that once danced behind those heavy curtains in our childhood room. Yet one thing remains certain, those experiences have left an indelible mark on both of us, shaping our perception of the unknown and the unseen forces that may dwell within it. Thank you for taking the time to read my account. This story has been a heavy weight upon my shoulders for many years and sharing it feels like a small step toward understanding, or perhaps accepting, the mysteries that once haunted my dreams. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, the odd occurrences in our home have led me to reach out for some insight. It all started a few days back, when a routine errand turned peculiar for my husband and daughter. As they approached the door, ready to leave, a distinct hello rang through the air. They paused, scanning their surroundings for the source, yet no one was there. This incident wasn't an isolated one. Similar experiences have become a common thread in our household's tapestry. Often. We'd hear our names called out by an invisible speaker, 
one of us would respond, only to be greeted by silence. Other times, we distinctly hear a family member's voice requesting our presence. But upon investigation, we'd find them oblivious to the call. It's as if an unseen mimic has taken up residence among us. Each family member has a tale to tell. My husband once had a solo encounter on an afternoon when the rest of us were away. A voice eerily similar to mine beckoned him to rise and seek out its owner. He followed the sound through our home's familiar halls, but they led him only to emptiness. Then there was the evening my daughter was submerged in her bath-time solitude when a voice intruded, instructing her to turn off the water. These auditory interruptions have left us bewildered in searching for answers. It is not just the human occupants who seem attuned to these mysterious happenings. Our feline companions exhibit their own strange behaviors. They fixate on barren walls as if captivated by specters invisible to our eyes. At times, they start from slumber and engage in frantic play with no apparent provocation. Could it be that we are all ensnared in a playful ghost's attempt at communication? Or is there a simpler explanation, one grounded in the realm of the living? The thought of sharing our space with an ethereal entity is both intriguing and unsettling. Our story unfolds day by day, with each new occurrence adding depth to the enigma. We tread a line between curiosity and caution, unsure of what the next chapter may hold. As these incidents accumulate, they weave an increasingly complex narrative, one that I hope your expertise can help decipher. What do you make of these whispers from the void that echo through our home? Are we in the presence of the paranormal or victims of our own imaginations? I eagerly await your thoughts and theories on these bewildering events that have prompted me to write you this letter. Dear Mysteries After Dark podcast, I'm reaching out to share a personal account that, I believe, may resonate with many of your listeners who are intrigued by the unexplainable phenomena that often dance on the edges of our reality. The events I'm about to unfold are not only unsettling, but also a testament to the peculiar legacy that runs in my family, a lineage marked by premonitions and otherworldly experiences. Let's delve into the origins of this story, rooted in a lineage of inexplicable foresight. My mother has always had a peculiar knack for dreaming about events before they transpired. These weren't joyous premonitions. Instead, they were harbingers of less fortunate occurrences. This strange ability, or curse as some might call it, was said to have been inherited from my grandfather, a man whose life was a tapestry of bizarre and unexplainable incidents. The notion that this gift has been woven into our genes is something both my mother and I have come to accept. It's as much a part of our heritage as our family name. How else could one explain the accuracy of her nocturnal visions that often manifested into reality? The story I'm about to share with you happened on a day that was charged with emotions. A day that would forever be etched in my memory. My mother and I had found ourselves in the midst of a heated argument a clash so intense that it left us both drained and our relationship strained. In the aftermath, I retreated to my room, 
a sanctuary of solitude where I could nurse my wounds in private. As tears streamed down my face, reflecting the turmoil within, I paced my room, a mirror capturing the raw pain etched across my features. It was then that the silence was shattered by a sound akin to a light bulb hitting the floor, only there were no shattered fragments of glass beneath my feet. Instinctively, I began a frantic search for the source of this mysterious pop. My reflection stared back at me from the mirror, unscathed, offering no clues. It was only upon further inspection of my room that I discovered the carnage, an ornate glass tray, once whole and now in pieces. This wasn't your everyday glassware. It was robust, designed to withstand more than just the casual bump or knock. Without a second thought, I bolted from my room and confronted my mother in the kitchen. My words were laced with accusation as I demanded an explanation for the broken tray. Confusion contorted her features. She was oblivious to the incident and the destruction that had taken place. Over the years, friends have commented on these strange occurrences with a mixture of awe and envy. How cool, they'd say, not fully grasping the gravity of such experiences. But let me be clear. There is nothing cool about feeling haunted. To witness even a fraction of what I have is to flirt with madness. I'm sharing this tale not for sensationalism, but in hope that it might offer solace or insight to those who have encountered similar hauntings. Perhaps together we can unravel these mysteries, or at the very least find camaraderie in our shared experiences. For those who walk with ghosts and seek an understanding ear, I extend an invitation to connect via email at chili6969 at hotmail.com. Sometimes the mere act of sharing can lighten the burden of the haunted. Until then, I remain an avid listener, and now a contributor to your repository of the unexplained. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, I write to you today to share a perplexing story that unfolded over the course of several months, one that continues to baffle me to this day. It began when my son was just five years old. At that time, our family resided in a humble trailer park, which was where the strange occurrences started. My son had a habit of waking up at odd hours, and on numerous occasions, he would approach us with tales of an old woman he claimed to see in his bedroom. Initially, I dismissed this as childhood imagination, or perhaps dreams spilling into his waking moments. But then, other inexplicable incidents began to take place. One such event involved my daughter, who was in the kitchen preparing a meal. She placed her spoon down for just a moment, but when she turned back to it, the spoon had inexplicably moved on its own. This frightened her enough to make her abandon her culinary endeavor and seek us out to recount what had happened. She never claimed to see any apparitions herself, but peculiar happenings seemed to follow her around. The situation escalated when my sister came over one evening. Her expression was strained with concern as she entered our home. Sensing her distress, I inquired about what was troubling her. Her response sent a chill down my spine. She insisted that there was an old woman in the kitchen staring directly at her. 
this revelation was disturbing because it validated the experiences my children had been describing. This old woman seemed to have a selective presence, appearing to some while remaining invisible to others. On one occasion, I allowed my son to sleep in the living room due to his growing fear of his own bedroom. It wasn't long before he came to me in the middle of the night, claiming that the old woman needed to speak with me. Confused and admittedly a bit unnerved, I asked him to clarify who he was talking about. Despite his insistence, I saw no one. The mystery deepened one night as we were perusing through some old family photographs. Suddenly, my son pointed at one picture and said with certainty, There! That's the woman I saw! The woman in the photograph was none other than my granny who had passed away some time ago. I quickly turned to my sister and showed her the photo, asking if this was the figure she had seen in our kitchen. Her answer only compounded the enigma. She described a different presence, one that seemed comfortable with our family's presence and particularly fond of the children. However, she felt this spirit did not appreciate visitors. It's hard for me to understand why these events occurred, especially since I have been no stranger to witnessing unexplainable phenomena myself throughout my life. Yet, curiously, I never once saw the old woman who seemed to have taken an interest in my family. Despite never making herself known to me directly, I've come to believe that perhaps this spirit was watching over us in her own way. In an attempt to reassure my son that he was safe and there was nothing to fear, I told him that the old woman probably just wanted a friend and chose him because of his gentle nature. This experience has left an indelible mark on our lives and opens up a myriad of questions concerning the afterlife and spiritual entities. It seems that some force beyond our understanding was at play within our home, leaving us with both cherished memories of loved ones past and encounters that defy logical explanation. As I share this story with you and your listeners, I can't help but wonder how many others have had similar experiences and what truths may lie behind these ghostly visitations. Perhaps some mysteries are not meant to be solved, but instead serve as reminders of the thin veil between this world and the next. Thank you for allowing me this opportunity to share our story. I look forward to hearing back from you or possibly hearing our story discussed on your intriguing podcast. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, I wanted to share with you a compilation of uncanny experiences my friends and I have encountered. Each of us has a tale to tell, some more hair-raising than others, but all equally perplexing and eerie in their own right. Please find our stories below, which I believe your audience will find both intriguing and chilling. Allison's Tale Allison's beloved cat, a constant companion for many years, eventually succumbed to old age. This feline friend had developed a habit of scratching at Allison's bedroom door during the night when it was time for his meal. This ritual was so ingrained that even after the cat's passing, Allison began to hear the unmistakable sound of scratching on her door, accompanied by a familiar meow. Half awake and still entrenched in her routine, she would rise to feed her pet, only to find nothing but emptiness when she opened the door. 
Carol's Family Lore Carol's narrative takes us deeper into the realm of the supernatural with a family history rich in paranormal occurrences. Carol's mother once encountered a spectral woman clad in white while working at a warehouse. This apparition left an indelible mark on her psyche. Furthering the family's eerie encounters, Carol's cousin claims to see spirits regularly, much like the boy from The Sixth Sense. Her cousin frequently sees her deceased uncle, his presence as real to her as any living person. School Spirits Two school teachers shared their otherworldly experiences with me. One recounted a childhood sleepover, where she and a friend were startled awake by the television volume fluctuating wildly without human intervention. As they watched in horror, the remote's knob turned back and forth on its own accord. The same house held a guest room reputed to be haunted, from which strange noises emanated despite numerous inspections revealing no trace of animals or intruders. A second teacher recounted her granddaughter's experience in her supposedly haunted house. The granddaughter heard inexplicable crying sounds and battled with a bathroom door that refused to remain closed. Once, expecting her uncle to visit before heading to the hospital, she saw a man enter her room early in the morning. Assuming it was her uncle, she spoke to him, but later learned he hadn't yet arrived at his destination. The identity of the mysterious visitor remains a puzzle. Preschool Phantoms At my school's preschool, several teachers working late have reported hearing children's laughter echoing from empty bathrooms and closets. These accounts are consistent and come from various staff members, all swearing that no child was present at those times. Linda's Encounter Finally, Linda's experience adds another layer to our collection of ghostly encounters. During a game of hide-and-seek, she entered her garage only to be met with the sight of a man dressed in antiquated attire, complete with a medallion around his neck. Terrified, she screamed and fled. Later, when she mustered the courage to return with her parents, they found only a suit neatly folded with a medallion resting atop it. Despite these incidents that would sway many towards belief in the paranormal, Linda remains a skeptic. An irony that is not lost on those who hear her story. In closing this letter, I hope these personal accounts resonate with your listeners as they have with us. Each story is a thread in the tapestry of our shared human experience with the unexplained and serves as a reminder of the mysteries that lie just beyond our understanding. Well, my dear friends, we've reached the end of yet another winding path. As the evening knits the night, drawing its comforting darkness around us, we must part ways, for now. You've traveled with me through unsettling alleyways of thought, and I hope our journey together has both enthralled and enchanted you. Like a spider's web capturing the moonlight in its delicate dew-drenched threads, until we meet again beneath the gossamer glow of the next moon, I urge you to keep your hearts open, your minds sharp, and your spirits daring. Remember, no star is ever out of reach, and no mystery is ever too daunting to seek. This is your humble grandpa, turning the last page of our ebon-bound book for now. May your dreams be wistful, my friends. Farewell from Mysteries After Dark, a horror podcast, and tread softly into the night. <laughs>